A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Would a twin be a jerk if they refused to show up to their other twin's surprise birthday party because they were only invited as a guest? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for not inviting my brother and sister-in-law to meet my baby because they didn't have visitors for three months after they had their baby? When my sister-in-law had her son approximately seven months ago, her and my brother did the, we're taking this time as a family and we won't be having visitors in the hospital or meeting the baby for the first couple months thanks for respecting our time, etc. thing, and they didn't have any visitors over for the first three months as she said. I totally respected this. Brother didn't really care about visitors either way, but she specifically didn't want any visitors. So anyway, I had my baby two weeks ago, and I did have visitors in the hospital and at my house, and my close family members, mom, sisters, cousins, godmother, aunts and uncles, grandparents, except my brother and his wife. Yesterday I had a family dinner where my family came over and cooked for me and held the baby, etc. Some people posted pics of this get-together on social media. I did not post them. My sister-in-law saw these pics and was like, I would love to meet the baby, blah blah blah. She told my brother to ask why they weren't invited. Brother didn't really care, he just asked on her behalf. I was like, y'all can meet my baby after three months. Thank you for respecting my choice. You didn't want to meet my niece for three months, so you can meet your niece after three months. So now she posted a subtweet about me and I don't get why. She didn't let people meet her baby for three months, so why should I let her meet mine? I respected her choice, so I don't understand what the problem is. So can we all agree that OP clearly did not respect her choice? Respecting their choice would mean that you actually, you know, gave some respect. OP's throwing their decision to have a private three-month period in their face for literally no reason. It's so childish here that you have to say the only baby here is OP. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom and stepdad my dad doesn't owe them or their kids anything? and they're teaching my half-siblings to be just as entitled as they are? My mom left mine and my sister's dad when we were two-year-old male and one-year-old female for our stepdad. Our parents split custody of us, but as you can imagine, it was not a beautiful, everyone is BFFs kind of blended family. Dad was hurt. Dad still probably is in some ways. Mom is the one who told us what happened when we were still small, maybe when we were around five and six because she thought we were confused by the fact dad wasn't going to meet her and my stepdad's baby, and the fact that we weren't around the baby all the time, which is something she thought we were sad about. We were never confused about dad not being around the baby. We knew why, because the baby was not his kid like we were his kids. We also weren't exactly sad because babies are loud and we loved our dads. His house had him, we had more outdoor space, and we had kids to play with in the neighborhood. I think it did more harm than good the way mom talked about it because she came across to us like she wanted us to dislike dad for being mad at her for leaving him for our stepdad. 
There was a point a year ago too where my sister said she felt like mom wanted us to say we were glad it happened or something. I kind of got that too, but my sister could put it into words where I couldn't before. My parents don't really talk. I don't think dad is mad anymore, but he's never going to go out of his way for mom or our stepdad. I don't think he's wrong for that either. They don't care about his feelings, and our half-siblings aren't any of his concerns, so it's never going to bother me. A couple of years ago, my mom and my stepdad got into a car accident while we were all in school. My sister and I were at dad's that week, so he picked us up from school like normal. I'm not sure who asked or how many different people asked him, but at least one person asked if he could pick up my half-siblings from school when he picked us up. They were in different schools, but they were right next to each other. My dad said no and he didn't take them, but someone communicated badly because my half-siblings were left there and it became a whole ordeal. My dad ended up being painted as the bad guy. My half-siblings were made very aware of the fact that my dad didn't pick them up and how wrong others thought that was. My dad has now spoken about like he owed something and didn't follow through. My stepdads called him a petty jerk. I'm tired of it. And when my mom and stepdad were witching about how cruel he was to my half-siblings, I told them that my dad didn't know their kids anything, and given how much my half-siblings speak crap about my dad, they were making them just as entitled as the two of them are. That they should have never have been told crap and shouldn't think my dad owes them something. They tried to ground me for speaking to them that way, and I told them that they were ridiculous and I was so done with them. My mom said I'm the oldest and should be more compassionate and understanding. She also accused me of being like my dad. What annoys me the most here is OP saying that their mom basically said, Oh, you're just like your father. Because OP knows that their perception of their father is based on some imaginary slight that this guy never did. If I was in OP's shoes, I'd be especially annoyed at hearing that because... That means not only are you projecting fake, false feelings and convincing yourself you have to have some kind of issue with this guy, you're projecting that towards me now too. Our next story is, am I the jerk? Asked coworker to stop religious statements. At work, there is one very sweet and nice lady who happens to be very religious and the rest of us are not. She ends every conversation with words like, Jesus bless you, etc. And we kind of mumble, yeah, you too and she always offers to pray for someone if they're going through a challenge. I know I'm not the only one at least slightly uncomfortable with this and didn't want to offend her, so for the longest time I didn't say anything, but I finally politely told her that I'm not religious and while I respect her right to have her faith, to please keep it to herself. Obviously it didn't go well since I'm posting here. Am I the jerk? I get it if it's like overbearing or like extremely uncomfortable. But I don't really see the harm in them just saying like, Jesus bless you. You don't even have to acknowledge it. I think it's just one of those things where you accept they're trying to show some kind of nice gesture and not have to turn it into a bigger issue than it really is. I would think the only reason why you would really need to do this is if she's expecting some kind of reciprocation in a religious way. That's just how I would feel about it though. I don't think you're in the wrong for not wanting to hear it. But to me, it's just like any other word. It doesn't really matter. Am I wrong here? I'd like to know what you guys think too. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my girlfriend to stop playing dumb and refusing to answer her question? I, 26-year-old male, have known my best friend, 26-year-old male, since we were 14. We live in two different states now, so I don't get to see him nearly as often as I would like. 
but we keep in touch through near-daily FaceTimes and pretty constant texts. Because of the distance, my fiancé, 27-year-old female, hasn't gotten many chances to meet him in person. We did FaceTime introductions and they've said brief hellos at a couple weddings we all attended, but they haven't been around each other in many non-formal circumstances. Anytime I see him otherwise, I usually go down to his place for the weekend by myself. He had a pretty rough time in his late teens and early 20s. He was struggling with addiction issues, among other things, to cope with crappy life circumstances. He distanced himself from everyone excluding myself and a handful of others. My family really rallied around him during this time to support him, even from afar. So I'd say all of us are pretty protective of him. They just have to be quiet about it since he isn't interested in anyone other than that aforementioned handful of people seeing him vulnerable. Luckily, he's doing much better now. Last night, my parents hosted a little get-together for my mom's birthday and he was invited. They live at a decent halfway point between us both, so it works perfectly. It was the first time my fiancé and him were around each other for more than a few hours in a more casual setting. It became obvious quickly that they don't get along. It also became obvious that, because of their previous interactions that all included long sleeves, my fiancés had never seen my friends bare arms, which have scars on them. I caught her looking a few times over the course of the night, but I didn't say anything. I'm pretty protective over him, but I knew he could handle it himself if he was too bothered. Towards the end of the night, he did end up making a, my eyes are up here, sort of joking comment. Even my parents pulled me aside at one point to mention it, and it soured their view of her a little. When we got in my car on the way back, she almost immediately asked me what happened. After being frustrated over her behavior at the party, I told her to not play stupid. It doesn't take a genius to figure out what's up. She told me I was being a jerk and that she just wanted more information, and I said it was incredibly rude to ask about things like that even indirectly. It was a brutal drive home, and I'm rethinking a few things now. Am I the jerk? I definitely think OP was a little too on edge here. Maybe she shouldn't have been so blatantly staring, but like, I've known people who've dealt with stuff, and you don't know like what exactly the sight of that is necessarily doing to them. It might not be a judgmental thing, it honestly might be reminding them of negative circumstances, that's all. And I think OP's reaction was a little too on edge when, in the privacy between you two, she asks about it, and you immediately go, don't play stupid, doesn't take a genius to figure out what's up, like, come on. Our next story is, am I the jerk for wanting custody of my brother after my father's death? I, 23-year-old female, lost my mom in an accident when my younger brother Jamie was just 5 months old. Since our father wasn't always working, I took care of Jamie whenever I wasn't studying for months, and my aunt helped out when I wasn't available. When Jamie was 9 months old, our father brought his new girlfriend, now stepmother, to live with us just 4 months after our mother's death. I didn't get along with her because I suspected that she and our father had been having an affair while our mother was still alive. However, she became Jamie's primary caregiver and raised him like her own son. After a troubled first year, we managed to keep our balance by ignoring each other. We only fight when she wanted to legally adopt Jamie. She tried like five times, which my maternal grandparents and myself objected to. In the end, my father agreed to wait until Jamie was old enough to decide for himself. I went to college in the same city as my maternal grandparents when I was 17, but I visited my brother every weekend that I could. 
Now, I live in the same city as my grandparents with my boyfriend, and we often play online games with Jamie. Unfortunately, our father passed away from a sudden illness caused by an unknown heart disease three weeks ago. When I spoke to my stepmother about bringing Jamie to live with me, she didn't react well and said she wouldn't let me take her son. However, I'm now Jamie's legal guardian since our father's passed away, and I believe it's in his best interest to live with me in a bigger city with more opportunities and more contact with my maternal grandparents. My stepmother's threatened to go to court to adopt my brother, but I plan to look for a lawyer as soon as possible. She also suggested that we let Jamie choose who he wants to live with, but I don't think it's fair to leave such a difficult decision up to a young child. My paternal family and my stepmother's family are calling me a monster and saying that I want to take a child away from his mother. They also say that I won't know how to discipline him. However, I love Jamie just as much as my stepmother does, and I believe it's in his best interest to live with me. My maternal family and fiancé support me, but I'm wondering if I'm the jerk. So personally, I would say as their legal guardian, I would say you have the right to do what you want. I would just personally ask Jamie yourself how Jamie feels, hopefully in an environment where they don't feel pressured in any way to lean one way or the other, and make the best educated decision you can. I think it's definitely important to make sure you hear what they want. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not allowing my 16 year old brother to move in with me after our parents kicked him out for being gay? I, 26 female, live in a two story house with my husband Lou, 27 male, and our triplets. We also have two dogs, Lou and my brother Gabe, 16 year old male, do not get along at all. They hate each other. Our parents are extremely homophobic and when Gabe came out as gay, they kicked him out with nothing. Gabe asked if he could stay with us, but Lou immediately said no, and I get why. I told Gabe no and we didn't want him living with us. He said we're cruel and that he just got kicked out for just being gay. Lou chimed in and said while him being gay was the main reason, it wasn't the only reason as to why they kicked him out. Gabe is an extremely misbehaved child. He steals, he fights, he smokes wherever he wants, broke out boundaries many times, he breaks things, straight up doesn't listen, and he is a filthy child. He stayed with us for a week before and it was horrible. He dropped out of school and refuses to work. Literally during this conversation, Lou asked if he would get a job, and he laughed as if Lou was joking about that. Gabe is also rude to our children. Lou said that maybe if his behavior gets better then we would let him move in with us, but not now. Our other family members also refuse to house Gabe, so currently Gabe's staying in a hotel with money me and Lou gave him. He's blasting us on social media calling us homophobes. So am I the jerk? When you lay out everything, you're definitely not the jerk and it's definitely not your responsibility or burden to bear. That said, is this taking place in the states because I don't think they can legally just kick them out, can they? Unless they're like fully emancipated. I definitely wish him the best of luck, but yeah, I'm totally with OP here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for charging my 16 year old nephew rent to live with me? In February, my 16 year old nephew moved out of my younger sister's home and came to live with me. My sister has four other kids with my nephew's stepdad. The oldest is eight and the youngest is just a few months. My nephew and his stepdad both hate each other. My nephew's been couch surfing with friends on and off for a few months before he moved in with me. My roommate moved out at the end of last year and I can afford the rent without him now, so I wasn't planning on having someone else move in. 
My nephew has a job and works around 20 hours a week. When I offered him a place to stay, it was on the condition that he pays me 10% of the weekly paycheck. His mom knows I'm taking part of his earnings as rent and has no... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Problem with it? However, my older sister, not his mom found out I was charging him rent to live with me and thinks I'm the jerk. She says because he's still 16, nobody should be charging him rent. I disagree as he has a bedroom he can sleep in free of charge and where he can get all of his food free of charge. He's choosing not to live there. He's choosing to live with me even though he knew up front he would have to pay rent. I don't have any kind of custody and I'm not his legal guardian, his mom still is. My sister argues because I can afford to house and feed him, etc., that means I'm charging him for no reason. I can afford it, but not comfortably as my grocery bill is doubled and electric has gone up, and he should be saving or spending that money on himself. She also thinks he's not really choosing to live with me, but rather choosing to live somewhere he feels safe, which is not with his stepdad, and that I'm making him pay for something he has a right to. The point makes me question myself, as I somewhat agree. I know he would rather be living with his mom because they're very close, but living with his stepdad has become too hard for him. He would probably live anywhere else right now. I'm also the only relative that lives in the same town as his mom, so even if my older sister would happily let him live with her, she lives too far away. I'm his only alternative option that isn't his friend's houses. Am I the jerk? Now, I don't think you would necessarily be the jerk if you encouraged them and tried to get them to help out at least a little bit on some of the bills, especially just things like food. But just taking a percentage of their paycheck, I think that's completely wrong, especially when this is your nephew who is afraid of living at home. They don't feel safe. They don't like being there. They're only 16. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister she's no longer invited to come visit me? My 35-year-old female, sister 37-year-old female, was supposed to come visit me for the first time this summer with her family. I'm French and I've been living in Canada for the last six years. I go back to my country almost every year to visit them. I've always thought my sister and I had a great relationship. She was the first person I wanted to see, the most important person in my life. We used to text and FaceTime several times a week. Last August, I arrived at my sister's to spend four days with her and my nephews. One hour after I arrived, she started complaining about my behavior during my last visit. She wasn't happy that I didn't make her husband's lunch one day. I voiced surprised that she kept her feelings towards this for a year. She apparently wanted to tell me in person. During the rest of my stay, she made me feel not welcomed in her home and made excuses to come home very late. I was hurt by this but stayed because I wanted to spend time with my nephews. 
On the third night, I wanted to talk it out with her because I sensed it was deeper than the husband's lunch. She spent two and a half hours listing everything that she did not like about me, my behavior, my life choices, my personality. I was sobbing for the most part and unable to answer, but she kept on going unfazed. Her list was going back to when I was five and refused to play with her. I've always been a loner. To our teenage years and the fact that she chose to go to school so far that she was back only on the weekends, meaning that she didn't think we were sisters then. Same when we went to the same university and saw each other almost every day. She stated that we were friends during that time, not sisters. Later in life, she asked me to officiate her wedding ceremony and to be the godmother of one of my nephews. I sense that she's very disappointed that I decided to stay in Canada, and I believe that she started resenting me when she realized I wasn't coming back to France. She also mentioned that I was way too happy to talk about the promotion I had at work and to let her know that I was no longer struggling financially. She also said I shouldn't call her that often and should wait for her to authorize me to call by text. She basically went through every aspect of my life in a negative way. After our conversation, she felt much better and stated we could finally start to have a real relationship as sisters, one I thought we had always had. I felt as if our relationship was a lie. I spent the rest of my vacation being sad, but also angry that she didn't talk to me sooner but chose to do it during my only vacation of the year. When I saw her again, on my last day, I told her I was really not happy about our conversation, that even though some remarks made sense, some of them were just mean. I finished by letting her know that since she didn't seem to like me, she was no longer invited to visit me. She seemed very hurt and has not spoke to me since. Am I the jerk for cancelling the invitation? There's just so much weird emotional unbaggage that was just dropped on you like a lead weight that I can't blame you for really just putting a stop to any kind of meetup until you can take the time to even properly process all that. I mean, there was so much hidden baggage that she just revealed that happened over what seems to be decades and then goes, ah, that was better. Now we're all good, right? Like what? Our next story is, would I be the jerk if I'd asked our friend to change her baby's diaper in the bathroom? I, male 22, am married to my pregnant wife, female 22, and have been married for almost a year and a half. We found out a couple of weeks ago that she's pregnant, which was both planned and hoped for, and by this point she's 8 weeks along. Morning sickness is bad and getting worse. We have D&D with a few of our college friends, all of which are also married and roughly the same ages as us. We meet every Saturday 6 to 10 p.m. The group is as follows, with names changed for privacy. Me, wife, the DM, DM's hubby, Dave, his wife doesn't play, Mark, his wife doesn't play, Steve, his wife doesn't play, Carla, married to Pete, and Pete, married to Carla. Carla and Pete had their daughter 8 months ago and she's a very healthy kid. Aside from a few personality differences between me and Pete that nobody knows except my wife, and the fact that Carla and Pete naturally just haven't shown up for the majority of last year, work reasons, and to take care of the kid, the whole group is really close. Tonight was the first day that Carla and Pete have shown up in a few months, showing up without letting anyone know, which is fine, I guess. I made dinner for everyone but them because nobody expected them and they didn't let us know. They haven't been active at all in the group chat that we have and have been pretty low contact for whatever reason. And so after a few weeks, we just stopped including them in the campaign. Anyway, back to tonight. 
About an hour in, the kid starts screaming and I'm sitting next to Carla and company so it's right in my ear. Not horrible because I can deal with loud noises, but Carla's not even acknowledging it, pretending like nothing's going on. Thankfully we hadn't yet started the session and were still in the hanging out phase, so it wasn't detracting from the night and all was well. Sometime later after the session starts, I smell sanitary wipes and look up to see the top of Carla's head over on the floor on the other side of the table. I text my wife, we do this to avoid whispering to each other about it. I say, is she changing a diaper on our floor? She says, yeah, where else? I say, literally somewhere better, like the bathroom? The conversation goes on between us for about 15 minutes, wherein I tell my wife that I think it's disrespectful to just use our apartment floor as their own, and I think she should have at least asked to use the bathroom. Eventually, we reach the conclusion that it would be incredibly rude of me to ask that of our friend, and that my wife would appreciate mercy with taking care of our kid in inconvenient places. TLDR, our friend changed her 8-month-old on our floor, and I told my wife I would have rather she asked to use our bathroom. Would I be the jerk to ask our friends to ask to use our bathroom? 100%, I don't think there's an expectation, whether you have a baby there in diapers or not, that you can just start changing them right there on the floor. It's not even necessarily about whether or not the floor needs to be perfectly clean or whatever. It's just about courtesy. You're in somebody else's apartment. Say, hey, I need to change my baby. Is there a place you'd prefer that? That would really go a long way, and I agree with OP. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not attending a baby shower a month after my wife's miscarriage? I, 27-year-old male, and my wife Brooke, 26-year-old female, lost our baby via miscarriage last month. She wasn't very far along, but it still hurt both of us very hard, Brooke especially. Even if we never got to meet them, they were still our child that we loved very much. We told our respective close families personally and made a social media announcement for our extended families. My pregnant cousin Sarah, 25-year-old female, and her boyfriend Jake found out via the social media announcement. Last week, Sarah texted me to ask if I would be okay to attend her baby shower slash gender reveal party. I said no, that my wife and I were still grieving our lost child and that it would be too upsetting. She said that she understood why Brooke couldn't come, but that I wasn't even the one who was pregnant and that she wishes I would be there to support her. I firmly told her no again and blocked her. Later that day, I saw on social media that she posted about how a new baby in the family means that we all have to put aside our personal problems and come together. In the comments, she was complaining to people that I wouldn't be at her party. The party came and went. Since then, I've been getting passive-aggressive texts from family about how they wished I would have been there for Sarah. I've been brushing them off, but now I'm wondering if I'm really in the wrong. Opie's definitely not in the wrong, and honestly this is one of the most shameful things I've heard in quite some time where they say, you aren't even pregnant, come on, be there for me. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my grandmother she's not allowed on my property that used to be a family property? I, 22 year old female, decided to look for a house a while back. I ended up seeing my aunt's property for sale. Now mind, this used to be the family hangout. Parties, cook-offs, and just whatever little get-together. Dee got my other aunt, who owned it after my uncle died, to give it to her, saying she can stay on the property. Ended up kicking her off after it was all in her name. Me and my gram do not get along. She always tried to frame me for stuff my cousins did, called me a mutt, and always just said how I looked like some unsavory words and so much more, but that's another story. 
I ended up buying the property and it's a good four acres in all. I ended up having certain family visit, the ones that I trust, since I really don't like anyone in my business. Well, my gram called asking if she can go over and take a walk around to remember old times. I told her she's not allowed to step on my property, especially since I don't trust her. She just hung up, so I left it as that. I decided to treat myself to my favorite restaurant and was having me a drink watching the basketball game. She came up and begged. I said I'm sorry, but I don't trust her and I don't feel comfortable with her around me and to please leave me alone. She said she just wanted to ask me a favor. I asked and she had the audacity to ask me if I can give half the property to my cousin. I told her I won't as it's my property and I don't want her anywhere near me, especially as my neighbor. She said I'll regret it and left. I didn't take it to heart. Later that night I heard my dogs going off. I went to go look and ended up finding her damaging my fence, my RV connections, and including my friend's RV who was staying there at the time. I called the police and did press charges. Her claim is she did it because it isn't fair that I'm doing well when my cousin is not. Thing is, I work and my cousin expects everything handed to her. I work hard for my money as I do oil field. So now she's facing a couple of years in jail and my family saying I'm taking it too far, but I feel like I'm just. But it got to the point that I keep getting constant messages and calls saying I'm going to heck. So I just wanted to ask, am I the jerk? 100% not the jerk. If it's your property, you don't have to give it up to anybody and you can't be the jerk for them treating you like crap and for damaging your property and taking whatever avenues you have to go against that. Our next story is, would I be the jerk for not attending my twin brother's surprise birthday dinner when I was only invited as a guest? So I'm a twin, my brother and I hang out all the time and we're super close. In a few days it's our 25 year old male birthday. We share the same friend group and we're all really close and have been since school. He has a close group of girlfriends, about 5 of them, who I've also known for many years. I would class them as being closer with him in recent years, but we're still all good friends and socialize often together. Now, I've been added to a group chat labeled, My Brother's Name Surprise Dinner. It's a surprise birthday dinner for my twin brother organized by one of the girls in that group and they've invited me as a guest. One of them also said in the group that it would be nice to see me as well, so I just feel like an afterthought. I wouldn't really have minded if the girls wanted to organize a surprise birthday evening exclusively for my brother and themselves, but they also invited my partner and some of my brother and I's closest friends. This feels inconsiderate and quite upsetting as I can't understand why I would be invited to my literal twin brother's surprise birthday dinner with me only invited as a guest, as it's also my birthday involving all of our friends. My girlfriend also found this action to be extremely rude and wondered why this girl just didn't reach out to her and then they could have organized a surprise involving both of us instead or have just involved both my brother and I and left the surprise element out of it. In the chat, it's clearly stated that we're all to arrive at one time while my brother is due to arrive 20 minutes later. The thought of attending makes me feel weird because it's just a celebration for his birthday when him and I are literally born on the same day. This isn't new information to the organizer. Also, every year my brother and I do something together because we want to and because we have the same friends. Last year our friend group and my girlfriend set up a massive dinner for our birthday to which everyone was invited, including the girl group. So now I'm at a crossroads. I don't know whether or not to attend. 
On one hand, if I don't go out, I'll feel left out because our mutual friends are going. But on the other hand, if I do go, I'll feel like I'm letting myself be disrespected. And I'll likely feel uncomfortable as it feels like only my brother is being celebrated. So, would I be the jerk if I took a stand and didn't go? Yeah, this would be one thing if it was like you were invited to a party that only your brother's friends threw for them and it's kind of just a weird situation. But considering there's a lot of crossover and they're well aware of all of it, it's just too weird. And I don't think OP's the jerk for feeling slighted in some way. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.